0: Welcome to Canucks After Dark. Here are your hosts, Parker Hallowell and Clay Emo.
1: Good evening, Vancouver, and welcome back to Canucks After Dark here on uh, Monday, September 20th, 2021, episode two of season two. And uh, this is the last episode of Canucks after dark before the next Vancouver Canucks hockey game it has nice. been a long off season uh we got we're right on the home stretch we've got rookie camp wrapping up we got training camp starting in a matter of, of, of 48 hours or so i don't know the exact <laughs> number but but less than that i guess it, it would be like 36 hours uh and the Canucks play a preseason game on Sunday. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Canuck Clay. How are you doing today, Clay?
0: I'm great, Parker. I trust you are well as well. Uh, Another signal that the season has started is the Jake Milford charity golf tournament, and I got to volunteer at it uh, today. It was good.
1: Yeah, I noticed you you didn't get me on to the course today i was a little bit disappointed i wanted I to tried man get a I quick round have, in on the ridge and
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I, <laughs> I, I you, would, and you could have given me lessons right there but i think uh i think entry was i thought i th- saw a few thousand bucks so i, I definitely Ooh, yeah but i would is, have snuck uh, you on i'd do that for you man i'd do that for you, you know man.
1: i do get lots of views on youtube <laughs> uh, as you know but uh that's a little out of my price range <laughs> you need
0: some more goat uh goat members i think for that yes. so Interesting, Parker, really quickly, no Canucks players or coaches this year because of COVID, um, uh, not fierce, COVID protocol, f- three days away from training camp, as you mentioned. But there were certainly sponsors there, which, which is good for them, and some alumni, including Thomas Gradeen and Kirk McLean and Darcy Rhoda, and then a couple broadcasters, Sportsnet 650, was out there doing some stuff. So overall, still good. You know, um, I feel good giving back, not just obviously working in my church all the time, but doing something else in the community. And all money raised from this tournament, as always, goes to Canucks for Kids Fund. So a very good uh, cause, of course.
1: Excellent, excellent cause. And uh, we do have some things to actually talk about tonight. We've been we've been talking for weeks and weeks about. It's like, ah, oh, well, we're pushing, we're pushing for training camp. We're pushing till we have some actual news, uh, and sort of just like relying on Hughes and Pedersen eventually signing <laughs> and hoping for that. Uh, and we do have a little bit to talk about on that. Of course, they have not signed yet, as far as we know. Uh, but we do have you know, like I said, training camp literally starts uh, on Wednesday. Uh, the Canucks play a preseason game on Sunday, and in three weeks, we have the regular season uh kicking off. So, we're gonna have a couple of episodes during sort of preseason, and then we're gonna have one basically, I think, two days before the regular season opens up, and then we're right
0: into the thick of it. So, finally, I think Parker, we it's safe to say starting today hopefully no we're not going to run out of things to talk about because the canucks will always be playing at least so we can always go back to the games if we need to
1: yeah no we are uh we're fully in it and i'm very <laughs> excited for all of you guys in the chat thank you all for tuning in uh and if you are uh, going to miss any part of the show tonight you want to go to bed a little early you can always catch the podcast version up after the show uh, up on spotify Apple podcasts and uh if you want to just rewind the youtube video at any point you can that is the magic of YouTube uh Clay let's get started. Do we want to start up with uh what just finished up and just sort of touch on the rookie camp here, which I know we both were very invested in, very <laughs> focused on. We watched we got watched all the Twitter highlights. We we snuck into the arena and watched the practices. Uh what do you what's your rookie camp recap thoughts? Whatever few words you might have to say about it.
0: Yeah, so I didn't get to go to Rogers Arena. I was just seeing what you saw, what everyone else saw. Uh, yeah, four days. It's kind of funny. I don't know about you. I will admit, I thought it was only going to be a one day camp. Did you know it was going to be four days? I heard one day. Okay. And then it was four. Uh, I think most people thought it was one
1: day because I remember on Twitter, like people were like, yeah, Ryan Johnson just said the camp is four days. And like, yeah the media were like oh (laughs) we all thought it was one as well so uh yeah kind of odd but uh yeah yeah, they got four days of camping uh we didn't hear too much from it they did a bit of media but other than that it was pretty low-key
0: and it sounds like there's two guys that people were most interested in we talked about this last week did indeed impress well enough pot Cole's in a course people expect him to battle for a second or third line spot and we're all Excited to see what he can do after three years of playing in the KHL, two after he got drafted by us. And then, of course, uh, Klimovich apparently performed well as well, enough where he might get a look. I'm If I had to bet, I don't think he's going to make the team coming out of uh, a training camp, but an exhibition. But at least he, he held well and he, he showed well. And I think, uh, yeah, it gives us uh, hope, at least, for maybe this second round high-risk, high-reward pick may turn out. Of course, it's so early to say, right? That's the whole point of this camp.
1: Yeah, it's definitely too early to say, but you know, the Canucks need, you know, we I've said this before, but to run a successful organization, to try to put like a dynasty together, you can't just have one roster of people and then they're all going to age out or salary out or whatever. You have to have a continuous push of new young players coming to the lineup, revitalizing the lineup, bringing in fresh, cheap blood. And uh, yeah, having guys like Klimovich, because, you know, we look at this team and we say this is a team that's hopefully a playoff team, but I don't think anyone's really saying, okay, this is a Stanley Cup contender of a a roster right now. Right. So we're looking at this team and saying, okay, well, what are we going to need to get to that point? Because this roster is probably not going to do it. But Mm. as we keep adding in younger players and free agents and trades and all these things that are going to eventually build into a team, young guys coming up like Klimovich are going to have to be a part of that.
0: Yes, and you did a pretty good job. I know you did a nice uh, preview video, and you actually went through every single one of the guys that were going to be there. Did you hear of anyone else in those two guys that you were particularly interested in?
1: Um, A little bit. Uh, Connor Lockhart was an interesting name that lots of people in my comments were very interested in um people saying that you know sort of a high risk high reward pick that the Canucks went for that Hmm. um I don't know if he really impressed I didn't hear too much about him uh but he might be someone to watch out for but again we always say this about these you know high risk high reward fifth sixth seventh round picks and 95 percent of the time they never play an NHL game so I'm not going to get too far and away excited about them uh I'm of course really excited to see what Jet Wu ends up doing this year you know he actually had time in a top four role the ahl last year so hopefully he can progress try to get a spot on the top pairing uh for abbotsford this year and then hopefully you know next year the year after he's trying to push into the lineup on a on a cheap deal that can maybe have
0: him filling in the five or six spot yeah he peaked pretty early didn't he at least from a development standpoint he got drafted the same year as quinn hughes in 2018 and then really nothing he kind of hit a wall and Granted, he did play okay in in Abbotsford and uh, well, Utica last year. And who knows if Rathbone ends up down on the farm, so to speak, that could be the top pairing in Abbotsford. And That's not bad, actually. That's not bad mm-hmm. at all. Especially if we expect Rathbone to make the team eventually. If Wu's playing with him, that that should give him confidence. So that's a that's a good thing, I think.
1: Yeah, we saw Wu like Wu got drafted in twenty eighteen. The season after that, he was excellent, right? He had his sixty six points in sixty two games. Well, uh, then he got traded to Calgary the following year. Fell off a little bit. Uh, and then had his, his first chance with Utica this year. And, you know, we look at this Canucks roster as uh, defense being the real weak point, right? You can look at the yeah. top six, the top nine and say, yeah, this is a really solid group. But the we look at the defensive core and it's a bunch of depth, right? That's really <laughs> what it mostly is. You got a couple of really high end potential in guys like Quinn Hughes. Uh, hopefully Oliver Ekman Larson can be sort of a, a mid-tier defenseman. Uh, but then you have a lot of guys like your, your Shenz, your Hunt, you know, Yule Levy, uh, a bunch of guys who probably aren't going to be much. Um, so you're going to need guys like Jet Wu, Jack Rathbone. You need them to sort of overachieve because uh, it's a lot easier to get good defensemen from within than it is to go and trade for them because defenseman values are crazy. And especially for agency, as we saw this last offseason, going out and picking up a good defenseman for agency is going to cost you a ton. So you really want guys like Jet Wu to become full-time
0: NHLers. Exactly. Uh, you hit it right there is that when we're spending two and a half million on Pullman or 3 million on this guy and that guy, when you can bring guys in ELCs up and making 900 grand, that's a, 800 grand. That's a huge difference. Now, of course it exposes them a little bit. I don't know if you want a uh, you know, blue line that has both uh, Wu and Rathbone annual levy, like all three of them at the same time. You won't, that's not going to happen, mm-hmm. but the point still stands is you're right. It's you, instead of having to spend that money and and fight everyone else in a, in a free agent market where everyone's trying to get a sturdy right-handed shot D yeah, build it, build from within and, and bring those guys up. We see it in the forward ranks when you got had guys like PD for three years, obviously. And then, and pod Coles in now and Hoglander on their ELCs. It makes such a big difference. Uh, and we're seeing the, the contrast in that now that PD needs a new contract. I know we're going to talk about that extensively in a few minutes. So overall you're, you're right. Um, now that Rathbone and and ultimately probably can't call them prospects after this season, they're going to be playing some games with the team. Yeah, it doesn't look as promising as it did three or four years ago, but that's because all of our prospects have been pretty good and we brought them up pretty darn quick. So it's a catch 22, yeah. right?
1: And it's always easy to look at, you know, a team's cupboard of prospects and be like, man, this future looks bright. <laughs> look at the Canucks prospect covered six years ago, right? We're looking yeah. at guys like Dane Fox and being like, this kid's going to be the future. And, you know, he never played an NHL game. Uh, and and this happens a lot with, with every team, right? So you can go and you can look at the prospect covers for the Canucks and you can say, well, there's there's a lot of names in there. But how many of them really have that high end potential? And like, like you said, you really need those guys uh, to pan out. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's go on to, I guess, rookie camp. It was what we just talked about. Let's go into the main camp because training camp starts. I said I put Thursday on here. It's Wednesday that it actually. Gotcha, you're
0: right. Thursday's on ice, the Wednesday's oh, all the medical. Right. That is why I put Thursday. You yeah, right, I, I'll leave it. So you're fine.
1: Uh, so Wednesday morning, nine thirty a.m. is just a media availability. Uh, so that'll be the preseason sort of media gathering. Uh, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday on ice sessions, all of them between three and a half and four and a half hours long wow. uh, of on ice sessions in Abbots at the Abbotsford Center. I assume they'll be split into a couple of groups would be my guess. Uh, they're probably not going to all be out on the ice for three and a half, four hours, um, <laughs> but it is uh, it's exciting. We have we have players taking the ice. There's going to be a lot of things to watch out for. Um, especially, you know, some spots are being opened up, right? A fourth line winger spot today, we just heard is probably going to be opened up uh, at yeah. the start of the season. We'll get to that. Um, and tickets are available. You can actually go to training camp if you want. Uh, I think it'll be 50% capacity. So if you do want to, to see some
0: Canucks skating, uh, you can, uh, you can go do that. Well, so much to unpack Parker, but can you put up, um, Agum's uh, is it Agum? Agam? I should ask this. Yeah. the Garland one. So this is interesting because um, the thoughts on Garland one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we never want to speculate on this. We There's been some talk that the team is very close to being 100% vaccinated, of course, because you can get suspended if you're not vaccinated, all the kind of thing. And some teams have actually come out and said, we are 100% vaccinated. We are 100%. And the Canucks haven't done that. They hinted that they are close to it. And then kind of all the Twitter detectives were saying, hey, how come there's no Connor Garland in any of the uh, highlight packages that the Canucks are putting out of the guys informally skating at Rogers arena. But I think uh, we were reading the same article. I believe that Thomas Drance and others are reported that Connor Garland is now in Vancouver. So whether that means that uh, he was not vaccinated and is, or is going to be, or maybe it wasn't even him. I I'm just more importantly, happy that he will not miss training camp as opposed to two other guys that we're going to talk about. But uh potentially. But yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting because I know that story was kind of make the rounds and you don't want to speculate, but it's not hard to also, you know. Yeah, kind of we have we highlights. have no
1: information, right? Like we can yeah. speculate, people can speculate all you want, but at the end of the day, um, the team probably will be 100% vaccinated by the time mm-hmm. uh, the season starts and whoever isn't, you'll be able to tell who it is because they'll have a separate protocol that they'll be following like with media and everything. So uh, nothing to really, uh, worry about there. I don't think. Um, yeah but yeah, so let's start with, um, with training camp. Sure. Um, Thursday, 9am to one fifteen. Sept- uh, Friday, 9am to 1230 and, uh, Saturday 10am to one 30. Sorry. It's just a table and it's confusing my eyes. Um, uh, all <laughs> of these, if you want to, uh, if you want to attend, I think it's like five bucks for a ticket and it all goes to Canucks for kids fun. Uh, except yep. I'm sure ticket master takes a cut. Uh, cause they they do that, but they do. Um, yeah, but what's really interesting about this, um, is guys that we'll get to see, right? We'll get to see Pod Colson out there with the main squad. We'll get to see, you know, is he on your side? and does it look like he might be competing for a second line spot or will he likely slot in on that third line with with guys like uh, Dick uh, Dickinson and Pearson. Um, and the fourth line gets a little bit interesting now, uh, as we heard today that Tyler Mott will not be in attendance for training camp. Uh, And I think Jim Benning said they're going to reevaluate in three weeks, uh, which makes it seem like it's not a day-to-day issue. Uh, And it's not like, oh, in three weeks, start of the season, he'll be good to go.
0: Uh, It's looking a little iffy on that front. Yeah, and Parker, this story is weird, man, because when he missed half the season last year, hardly anyone said anything because they were worried about PD's injury. They were worried about... Benning getting extended, Green's contract, COVID, right? There's so much crazy stuff happening from March to May. Barely remember that Tyler Mott didn't play for the last little bit of the season. Then we started to hear rumblings in the summer from Irfan Gaffar and others that Mott might not be ready for the start of training. Like, what, the, what the heck? We, we This kind of flew under the radar given everything that's happening. And then, uh, yeah, Thomas Drance and Rick Dolly, well, they, they put something on athletic just an hour before we press record here. And they're saying that he likely was out with a head injury at the end of last season, but that he had surgery that you're right, that he's got to recover from, but might not be related to because you can't have a surgery for a concussion, that potentially surgery on something else. So he, he battled concussion issues, it sounds like, at the end of last season. And then he had surgery to fix something else. And all, yeah, all to say that's now another spot that will open up at least maybe to start the season. Then all these arguments about Highmore and McEwen, maybe it's going to be both of them. Who knows?
1: Yeah, yeah, because that was one of our poll questions that we asked yes. you guys last week, and if you guys missed it, we did a a big sort of prop bet extravaganza that everyone could join and you could make your predictions. If you haven't yet, it's still in the description. Uh, you have until October 13th to make your predictions. 63 people have so far. And one of our questions was, who plays more games? Matthew <laughs> Highmore or Zach McEwen? Both sort of battling it out for that fourth line winger spot. Well, now it looks like there's a real chance that both of them are in the lineup on night one. Uh, with Mott likely being out, um, and the results from that, 62% going with Highmore, 38% going with McEwen, so pretty split mm-hmm. down the middle, slight edge going to Highmore, but yeah, we will probably see uh, a prolonged audition for the both of them, right? We'll see them yeah. both in training camp, both in preseason, and likely both for the first week, two weeks of the season, uh, battling out on
0: the same line together. And this is a this is a good place to land, Parker, when we talk about potential training camp battles. This was going to be one, right? We thought it'd be one spot though, to play along with Sutter and Mott. And now it's potentially two spots, especially if Mott's not going to be ready. So then is it, does Highmore have the edge as 62% of our, our prop bet participants said, then does McCune you know, I've always said, I'm not sure Travis Green trusts Zach McEwen as an everyday fourth liner, but you kind of need some toughness and some size. Then you have all this AHL death, like Justin Bailey and, and Nick Patan and Phil DiGiuseppe that, they, you could easily even? see them. Was that Will Lockwood? Even yes. could be an option too. We saw him get a couple of games at the end. Even of, Klimovich uh, might might do something crazy. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So you you have a you know half dozen guys that might be vying. I I I really think you can pencil in Highmore for one of those two spots. I don't see him being beat up by two guys, right? You know what I mean? So I think Heimer will get one of them, and then I think the McEwen one. I think he's got the inside track, but you never know. You just never know. Mm.
1: Yeah, we know that, you know, the team likes what they've, what they've seen from Justin Bailey in the past. Um, And and Zach McHugh, and like we've mentioned, didn't have a great year last year. So um, I could see that sort of being an open competition, uh, especially in camp, right? You're going to have, you know, Bailey, Lockwood, uh, Dowling, uh, Patan, like all these guys you mentioned, they all could be in the mix uh, for one of these spots. And uh, if they don't get it, you know, they're going to be there if there's more injuries. Right. And let's, so let's, we're totally assuming, let's say Mott misses the first three weeks of the season recovering from the surgery, right? Someone else will likely get hurt in that time, right? First three weeks of the season. uh, Like it's likely that another forward will miss at least a game or two. Right. Mm -hmm, And then mm -hmm. we are going to see these other guys coming up. And that is what, what is one of the nice things about having the team so close at least, but yeah, like there's a good chance that we do see, you know, a a Justin Bailey or a Will Lockwood getting some NHL games uh, early on in the season.
0: Yep, you're, you're exactly right, Parker. And, and guys, like I admit, I don't know a lot about them, but I know that Di Giuseppe has played games in the NHL. I know that Nick Patan, because I recognize the name, he's played mm-hmm. some games in the NHL. So at least you're not dipping down to the Abbotsford roster and pulling up a guy who's never played before. That's that's the whole point of why Abbotsford is so deep this year. The, I understand they have the second biggest HL payroll behind the Toronto Marlies. So uh, pretty exciting stuff that you're right. You can dip down and grab someone who's got NHL experience as opposed to hoping and praying that, they can do okay in their four minutes of ice time.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we sort of mentioned some of those depth options. The Canucks have like three guys who are just 27 year old depth guys, right? Uh, D Giuseppe, 27 years old. Uh, Nick Patan, 26 years old. Sheldon dries, 27 years old, right? Mm. All these, uh, they have so many, uh, basically fourth, fifth, sixth line caliber players that are, you know, veterans in the NHL at this point that have all played, you know, probably around 200 games a piece, I would say 130, 200 Dries yeah. has only played about 50. Um, but you know, guys who have been there before and should be easy to slot into the lineup, especially if they are staying, you know, conditioned, getting that AHL time, uh, where they'll actually get some good ice time. Uh, and it'll be good to motivate the ahl team too right especially if you know these are there's a bunch of guys down there that are competing for nhl spots and they're Mm. like look it's an hour away right the nhl team is only an hour away if i have a great night and the team wants to shake something up maybe i get called up for a game because it doesn't cost the team any real money to do that so it could be uh could be an interesting sort of wrinkle in the season
0: yeah. And then uh, talking about all this depth, Parker, battling for the fourth line. Um, I don't think the Canucks need to bring in any guys on a PTO professional tryout. I know that's how we got Hamannick at the start of last season. So it does work. Jack Skilly a few years ago. But I don't know if we need to do so. I know there's rumors about Tyler Ennis who went to Ottawa PTO. So what do you think? You have any thoughts on that? I don't think so. I think because yeah. the
1: best you're going to get off a of PTO is, you know, a fourth liner right? Yep. And the Canucks have those in spades. Like we said, they, they signed 28 guys at, at the start of free agency this year. Uh, they they solved the depth problem. Uh, there's no excuse for the whole injuries this year, right? I mean, there could be if like big names go down, but you know, they, they've got the depth to weather off any storm. You lose you lose your entire fourth line to injury. Well, you have another one <laughs> like, like <laughs> you have enough fourth liners uh, to ice, you know, basically the entire AHL roster. So um and a lot of guys who are similar caliber and that's what's going to make this training camp interesting we might you know we we talk about you know highmore and McEwen, but if they're competing for one spot it just takes one guy to have an unreal training camp uh, and sort of push them both down so um especially when you're talking about seven guys who can (laughs) basically push for that spot uh it starts to get you know a little bit uh, a little
0: bit more interesting there yeah so uh, all to say, uh, with this news and the c- confirmation of Mott's absence, it makes that fourth-line battle... Now, there's two battles, and it uh, makes it even more intriguing, at least at the bottom of the lineup, for sure.
1: Absolutely. Um, anything at training camp you're looking for at the top of the lineup? I know you've mentioned sort of your pod Colzin, yeah. um push for the second line is what you're hoping for.
0: Yeah, I just... You know, not to beat a dead horse, and I'm not the only one saying this, I just think if he has a really good camp like Hoglander had last year, I admit Hog- I didn't think Hoglander would make the team last year and he made me look like a dummy. Uh, so maybe Pod Colson does really well. And it, it's it's ironic that him and Hoglander have become really fast friends, you know, the two top picks of the 2019 draft. And they're, I, in my eyes, they're going to be competing for the same spot. Now, whoever doesn't get it, it's, 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 it's the consolation prize of playing with Dickinson and Pearson, for instance, is fine. Like That's going to be an excellent top nine. But i I'm just don't think we need to we should pencil in hoglander as an automatic on the second line I, I i'm not there yet
1: interesting for sure and to go just a quick touch on our on our prop bets that we did uh point predictions for Niels Hoglander the median was 45 point5 hmm. uh, and for pod colson it was 37.5 ah. uh, so definitely um people are leaning towards hoglander getting more ice time but there's some people who are really high on pod colson i mean we saw some uh, I'll see if I can pull up some of the actual results, but we have, you know, someone said he'll get 75 points this year. That's way outside the the high end, but there's a lot of people in the high thirties, low forties range for sure. Yeah.
0: I know when I did it, I gave 40 to both of them. I was kind of a wimp. I didn't go either way. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, 10% of people have said 40 points, uh,
0: huh. for pod Colson.
1: Uh, and so we're going to have, like I said, those four days of training camp, you, you're planning on attending, making the trip out to Abbotsford.
0: Uh, it's getting be a little tough because I work, um, full time Thursday, Friday, and then Saturday, um, Ooh, Parker, this is the one Saturday where I actually don't have a discussion group for my masters, but then that means I can go bowl. So bowling or training camp, I don't know. I, I maybe <laughs> I'm, I'm showing myself as not a good Canucks fan. I don't know, but I want to bowl, man. I, I like bowling. <laughs> that is fair. I, I haven't looked at the weather yet. Yeah, um, uh, you gonna be if golfing. It's,
1: if it's sunny, golf will be on the agenda. I'm sure, yeah. and it looks like it will be partly cloudy all day. Uh, so I might be. Uh, I might not be making the trip out to Abbotsford. <laughs>
0: We've been exposed, man. You are the golfer. I am the wannabe bowler, and none of us are going to Abbotsford. Well, we, we got to get a media pass. That's what we got to do. Maybe that's what we should work on. Hey, I. I'll be honest.
1: I submitted it. <laughs> oh, good for you. <laughs> uh, j- I. I doubt I'll get it, but you know, good no you. point in not. No point in not trying. Uh, that would wow. be funny though, if I, uh, if oh, that would be great.
0: Out. And if we got um, to pass, no, you should go, man. That's I, uh, uh, people think I'm media in a good way or a bad way anyways already. No, you do it. I'm so <laughs> glad you did. That's awesome. Uh,
1: and then, so like I said, that ends on the Saturday. So 1 yeah. 30 PM, they come off the ice on Saturday and then they make the trip down to, I think Spokane. Yeah. They got to fly because you're not allowed to go land crossing. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: I think you can't for business. Uh, that's true. that yeah. Business or essential, yeah. Not essential, yeah. but business. You're right. You're right. You're but
1: right. I think it's in Spokane, which is not really super convenient for driving.
0: No, it's like uh, a, it's three hours to the east. Once you get yeah. down across the border, yeah, 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 it's a
1: pain to get there. So they'll drive. But, but Sunday night, uh, I think it's Sunday night. I think it's six p.m. Uh, see if I can pull it up quickly.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: six p.m. on Sunday, uh, Canucks at Kraken preseason <laughs> hockey. It'll be on sport. I, I don't know if it'll be on Sportsnet. I was going to say it would be, but we haven't heard anything and I didn't check my TV guide or anything. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping it will be though, or at least streamed online. Uh, Cause I would really like to, uh, I would really like to see some, see some Canucks hockey on TV. It's just weird. Parker to hear you say the Canucks playing the Kraken. Yeah. That's just weird. It is weird. It's a brand new team and it, it'll take some getting used to, but it's going to be, it's going to be really cool to see. I mean, it's the, I think it's the Kraken's first preseason game. So it'll be the first time seeing their yeah. jerseys out on the ice, uh, against Vancouver's and then we'll get that. Uh, I think they play twice against the Kraken in the preseason, uh, they now uh, on yeah. Sunday and then on Tuesday, the fifth. Yeah. Um, so we'll have an episode right before that, uh, the day before that. Um,
0: yeah, Parker, they're kind of artificially, oh, whatever, or maybe intentionally building up this rivalry. Not really, but their first preseason game ever is against us. Their first home game ever is going to be against us, right? So uh, a few firsts, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah, it's smart marketing by the NHL. Uh, they yeah. want this be- to be a, a real rivalry because they know, you know, you look at Edmonton-Calgary and-, and the ratings that that draws in, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and if they can try to make a-, a similar experience between these two teams, you know, being Uh, I'm sure they wish the land border was open uh, because (laughs) I'm sure they would love it if, if like 30% of the crowd on opening night was Canucks fans and there was actually like real back and forth, Uh, that would be uh, insane and and really cool to see. Um, But we will get uh, seven preseason games for the Canucks over the course of about two weeks. Um, Actually the course of basically exactly two weeks. Um, so Sunday, the 26th, and then the following day, Monday, the 27th, they're back in Abbotsford at right. the Abbotsford center to take on the Flames. So a chance, uh, I think tickets go on sale at 10 AM tomorrow. So yeah. if you do want to, anyone wants to go to that game on Monday, 7 PM, uh, a week from today, we're going to have a Canucks after dark episode, basically right when that game ends. Um, so that'll be a, a nice little, uh, a nice little night for everybody. You go, you can watch the game, watch it on TV, go to the game. And then when you get home, you can uh, watch Canucks after dark.
0: I just thought of something, Parker. What happens in the regular season when you're trying to do your post-game live shows on a 7 p.m. game or maybe on a Monday? Or is I there think nine? there's
1: only like one of them. Okay, I think we so looked we'll at it. Out. And I'll just make it snappy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I do. I do think I think I looked at it. I think, they, they, I think the Canucks only play on a Monday three times all okay. season. And I think yeah. two of them are on the road at like 4 and Early, 5 p.m.
0: Yeah. And I think the other one might be like 6.30. So it's interesting. You mentioned, sorry, you mentioned the, um, two things there, uh, president Biden extended the land border, um, whatever for another month that, so it actually ends October 21st. So technically if it's lifted, that's yeah. See, that's,
1: that's the, that's the dilemma I'm in. Cause I think I have to, I think my hotel cancellation date is like the 20th. (laughs) So I'll, I'll need the announcement to happen early in the morning if they're extending it again, uh, cause I do, I, I, my, my plan was to go down the Saturday to the Monday, probably not go to the game on the Saturday, the Canucks and Kraken, the first game no. in Seattle, because the tickets like a grand U S. Oh, um, and like I said, I'm not <laughs> spending that much money. Um, but then I have, I have tickets to the Seahawks game on the Monday, so it'll be sad uh-huh. if I can't go. Um, but uh-huh. I can always watch on TV.
0: No, for sure. And the other thing I was going to say about, uh, the preseason is then after that, that quick back to back, firstly in Spokane, then in Abbotsford. The Canucks have three home games uh, of the remaining five or six, and then I'm gonna try and get to two of them. I can't do the Tuesday one against the Kraken because that's my bowling night. But there's a, I think there's a Sunday against a Winnipeg, and then a Saturday night against the uh, the Oilers right before preseason end. So I'm gonna try and hit those two. I don't know if you're planning to go to any exhibition games, uh, Parker. I, I might.
1: Um, I I we might actually to... meet in person. I have considered the, yeah. the
0: Monday one
1: because um, tickets are on sale tomorrow. But yep. being in Abbotsford, getting back in time for the show would be impossible. Um, although I could probably do it from there, um, so we'll we'll see. Um, but yeah, I might try to get out to a game. Like you said, the Sunday one um, might be a good bet just because it's four p.m. game at home, uh, mm. so it's nice and early. Get home by like yeah. eight. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Um, but yeah, we have preseason hockey. Uh, and I was supposed to switch the thing to this. Uh, <laughs> we have preseason <laughs> hockey starting on in literally six days. So, yeah, next time we talk to you guys, we will have seen two preseason games. Uh, wow. And we'll get a sort of picture of what the team looks like. We'll actually get to see some line rushes. We'll get to see wow um, some players playing together. Right. We'll get to see how do, you know, guys like Dickinson and Pearson work together, potentially, or with Pud Colson. And, and how is the the Garland Hoaglander experiment sort of working. Uh, you know, it'll be really interesting to see um, if the offense does click early uh, yeah. or if they're going
0: to need some time to adjust. You know, I'm just excited in everything you said there. I agree with everything, but I'm excited that you potentially said you might go to that Sunday, October 3rd game. If I go to that, we'll actually meet in person. We'll walk up to each other. And then my first reaction will be, wow, Parker's really tall. And your reaction will be, where is he? I can't <laughs> see. And you look at, Oh, there you are, Clay.
1: uh yeah i think uh 4 p.m on a sunday i can do so let's let's uh, do it okay let's do it we'll chat okay all right um going from there so we know that we have canucks hockey what we don't know is who will be in the lineup on sunday against the kraken we're gonna have like i said these four days of training camp or three days of on ice sessions leading into two preseason games and back-to-back days before they get about three days off uh, between those, I'm sure they'll just have more practices. But we don't know if Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes are going to be there. We've sort
0: of beat this horse to death. But every week, there's
1: something new
0: uh
1: yes. to talk about.
0: And, and before we break the news from tonight, do you want to get it? Because once we get going, we're going to go about 10-15 minutes. Do you want to do? Don't do that first, or do you want to wait till we're done?
1: Let's wait. I'm excited. Okay, let's go. Savior, your, your don't do that's for for 10:45. Um, did you want to start with the that he's
0: not here anymore? <laughs> sure, because I, I think <laughs> right. <at> the, <laughs> I'm giggling because right at the start, I think Robert said, uh, "Great yep, to see." I saw the Anderson. message. It's okay. like good
1: to see the PD's in town. Well, guys, he's, you nice. to, he's
0: we gone. Hate to, yeah, we hate to break it to you. PD is not in town anymore. He um, is being confirmed that he's in Michigan with his other unsigned buddy, represented by the same agency. Mr. Quinn Hughes. So the good thing is, okay, there's a lot to unpack here. I'll start parking and then just jump in. They're going to be together. They're going to be training, at least. It's not like they're going to be playing video games like you know, for every single day. So at least they're training, and there are two most important pieces of our team. At least they're together. But the fact that he had to leave town, because that kind of says it's not going to happen tomorrow that, that, that to me. And the fact that they're represented by the same agency, they don't have to make any power moves. They're already the most powerful agency, but it's a very unique negotiating situation. I don't know how you're feeling, Parker, when you first read that PD is no longer in Vancouver after less than 40 hours in town.
1: Yeah, so basically the backstory, yeah, he came to town, then he just went off to Michigan with Quinn and like, all right, we're trading down here. Um, yeah, I'm not, again, I keep saying that I'm not too worried, but now I think the bigger news that came from today was uh, this morning, I think it was, I don't remember who said it. I had it open and I, I closed it. Uh, Rick Dollywell on Twitter, uh, says, uh, from Ali- from Elliot Friedman, who said the two sides are talking every day. It's all over the map. I don't think the pressure point is training camp. The real pressure point is the start of the season. Now for months, we have been saying they'll be done by training camp. They'll be done by training camp. We have, we have months until training camp. Guys, training camp starts in, uh, in 34 and a half hours is media availability. Um, <laughs> yeah. It won't be done by then. Um, but now they're saying, you know, p- the pressure point isn't training camp. So both sides are willing to let it go past training camp. So when is the line, right? We look at, we can look at the games. You got to think they'd want to at least get some preseason action, yeah. which would be, you know, the last preseason is October 9th. So 19 days away. Um, So two and a half weeks or so, if they want any preseason action, if they want to play most of the preseason games, they have about 12, 13 days to get it done.
0: Uh, I don't know. Are you telling me Parker, we could potentially be talking about this for the next three weeks. Still. We could be, we we really
1: could be. Um, And we were, we've been hoping for a long time that it would just be done. Yeah, uh, I've been I've been waiting and like, all right, well, if it gets done on a on a Thursday, do we just like do a show that night? What are we going to do? And I'm like thinking this in my head now. I'm thinking like, what? Why am I wasting my time considering <laughs> these things? It's going to get done on like October 12th or something. Yeah. And they're going to be in the lineup for opening night. But will they? We don't know. <laughs> it's uh, the Canucks need to get it done before opening night, because if yeah. they if they aren't signed. And let's say the Canucks go out and l- end up losing the first two games of the season, right? They go 0-2 oh. Oh, to start the season, which in the grand scheme of an 8-2 game season isn't much. But mm. what do you think the optics are going to be there, right? Oh, the Canucks lost by a goal. If only Elias Pettersson was <laughs> out there, right? And we're going to get, you know, this, just the storylines that will evolve and evolve and evolve. And it's one thing if you are a team that's like going to make the playoffs, right? If, if you're Mm -hmm. Tampa Bay and you have a player holding out, you're still going to make the playoffs, right? So it's not a huge deal, but for the Canucks, I mean, we looked at our median for point predictions, uh, from, from you guys was 95. Hmm. I think 94 to 96 is normally the bubble. Mm -hmm. So according to you guys, Every team or every point is going to matter for this team. Mm -hmm. And so if you are missing to your best forward, your best player, Elias Patterson, and your number one defenseman for night one of the season, uh, it is going to be absolute mayhem.
0: Yeah. Yes. So here's another point to add to that, Parker. I'm not sure if you heard Brock Besser talk on Sportsnet 650 today. So he was asked because he two years ago missed training camp and then signed right before the preseason games two years ago. And they asked him what, where's the pressure point? And he basically said the start of the season, not the start of training camp. He also said that uh, as, as we anticipated that the guys, they get it. They, they get it's part of the business. There's no hard feelings towards PD and Hughes. Sure. They want to get to a good start, but these players are smart. They know it's a business. And the better that Petey and Hughes do, yeah, sure, they take up some of the cap. But overall, you you want your, your, your teammates to get well-paid because it's going to help you in the future too. So I, I'm not worried that there's going to be dissension or anything like that. I just want, as a fan, I want our best team, best chance to win. And obviously, those two guys got to be part of it. Absolutely, yeah. And I mean, part of it for me is,
1: you know, opening night of the season, I, I'm fired up to watch some hockey. Uh, And it's just, it's not going to be as good of a, the product won't be as good without them on the ice. Right. First and foremost, we are both Canucks fans and we're with hockey fans. We want to see good hockey. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't want it. We don't want to go out there and watch the New York Islanders on a night to night basis. Right. Good team, not great hockey, um, (laughs) (laughs) at least to watch, um, And losing guys. I mean, we saw it last year with when Elias Pettersson was out of the lineup, right? There's just it's something missing, Uh, and it's it's the electricity when he's on the ice, the potential to make something happen uh, out of nothing, and and the same with Quinn Hughes, right? I mean, you see him on the power play, just doing these button hooks around people, and and that's such a dynamic piece of the puzzle that now if you're putting out Oliver ekman Larson on PP one or Tyler Myers on PP one. it's nowhere near the same right or if in that one timer spot you know you have to move like miller over there instead of patterson or like i don't know exactly what you're going to do uh but it's it's just a a whole huge threat missing and if it's two threats missing from the power play that's going to be a big hindrance uh, at the start of the season so i think they get it done by the start (laughs) of the season but we are running out of time uh and how have you heard have you heard running out of time before Uh
0: um
1: but uh, yeah, it's uh, it is starting to get worrisome,
0: and I'm—I'll admit it. I have some people going back at me in my videos now because uh, Clay, you said that you wouldn't be worried until they started training camp, and yeah, so. I'm not hundred percent worried, but obviously I'd rather it be done than not. So you're allowed right?
1: to be worried in two days. <laughs> okay.
0: So yeah, we'll get back to you in two days then. Okay. Not, so worried, we'll not worried. It's not
1: going to be, the thing is it's not going to be done in two days.
0: So why yeah. don't we just be worried now?
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I'm confused now. I'm not sure what I'm going to be worried, but I think I am.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's wild. Uh, and you know, we, we keep th- hearing things get changed. You know, we went from yeah. both being bridged to, uh, Pedersen being bridge and he's being long-term and now yes. we're back to both being bridge again. You know, it changes every week, every week we talk about it, every week it has changed. Um, so I, I don't know. It, they might both be bridge deals and, and that might just be down to simplicity at this point. Yeah. Right. Easier to get done. Um, but like we, we heard from Friedman, he said, that's all over the place, all over the yeah. map, which means they're probably looking at everything uh, which means there's not much for us to expect safely. Uh, we're just gonna have to see what happens and who is, who's in the lineup on opening night.
0: Wonder what the over under is on total minutes we spent talking about the contract situation over the past two months. Uh, probably a hundred. Yeah, ten minutes, ten to fifty minutes per episode for eight to ten episodes, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that would be my yeah. guess. <laughs> I got one more that's kind of related. Uh, I don't. I might catch you off guard without the banner, but uh, Jack Hughes talking about Quinn Hughes saying the Canucks. That's what happens when you play on a bad team. I was fine with it. That's a young, however old Jack is saying that uh, defending his brother. the The point of his talk was that he was defending his brother, not that he was saying that the Canucks are bad and trash and because technically we were last year.
1: Like, so yeah, he wasn't, I had long. no problem with it. The, the, the Canucks were the worst team in their division last year. They finished dead last. Yeah. Uh, and they were one of the worst teams in the league last year. And everyone's like, Oh yeah. You're saying that from the new Jersey devils who are way worse. It's like, yeah, he, his team's also bad. That doesn't mean our, like our team wasn't right. He's right. He's not, he's not calling out the Canucks. He's saying, Hey, the reason my brother didn't play well last year is because the team sucked, right? He's advocating for his brother. He's not trying to put the team down the whole, the whole reaction to it. And the, what was wild to me was all, there were so many, I saw 10 times more people on Twitter saying you're all overreacting than I actually saw people overreacting. (laughs) I feel like this happens all the time where everyone sort of picks on one person who has said something kind of silly. And yeah. everyone's like oh everyone's saying this and no everyone's kind of on the same side here everyone knows the team wasn't good last year Jack yeah. Hughes' team wasn't either he knows what he's talking about uh, so yeah just kind of a, a mess of a a, a silly uh, thing going on today
0: yeah just like if uh, if one of us defended the other guy we that, that makes sense we would defend our, our podcasting partner and if we have to put down someone else to do so that's fine <laughs>
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> we, I can, so if we wanted to do some stats based stuff, I could yeah. say, wow, Clay, you're uh some of your live streams at the end of last season didn't do so well. <laughs> it's like, it's like, yeah. Cause no one cared about the team at the end of last season, right? Like it's the same sort of idea. You look at my right. videos from the end of last season after the COVID outbreak, they did terrible. And I expected <laughs> that because no one right. cared about what the team was doing. Uh So it's, it's kind of the same though. Uh I hear you. Quinn Hughes will be but- fine. The Canucks will be fine. Jack Hughes yeah. will be fine. And you and I will be good. fine.
0: Yeah, we're good. I hope so. We're good. <laughs> all right. I think now we could do. Do you have any more banners? Almost. Oh, oh! You got a new one. I can feel it. Ah, oh, very good. <laughs> lead us in. Lead us in, Parker. All right. Oh, by uh, the way, normally. By the way, before we do this, go for it. Uh, give some props to yourself. You did a podcast appearance this week.
1: I did. Yeah, I, I went on a Joshua Ray's podcast, "Avid Discussers." Uh, nice. It was a really fun time. Just chatted with him for about thirty minutes. Uh, talked about youtube talked about what we expect from the canucks this season so yeah. if you do after listening to this one of course i can go check it out if you want i think i'm on at around the 32 minute
0: mark or so so if you yeah, want did a good job man it was good if was you just good. wanted to listen to my part I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and um, i bring that up because you talked about this segment in your in your chat with joshua
1: yeah about how it just sort of naturally spawned um yes. But yeah, so don't do that for those of you who are new. Uh, and I think we do have a few new faces in here. Uh, mm-hmm. It's basically a segment where you submit your don't do that"s, so, And I saw one of them. I'll see if I can find it. Um uh, time for Aki said, waiting to do, don't do that till 1045. <laughs> don't do that. Well, we, we beat did. it by a minute. Yeah, uh, we did beat it by a minute. So you guys can submit your don't do that's in the uh, in the comments. Of course, anything political we're going to ignore <laughs> as we <laughs> normally do. So uh, keep that in mind. Keep it hockey related typically or, you know, somewhat topical. Um, but Agam says running out of time. Please do not do that. And, uh, yes. you know, like we said, it's going to come down to the wire.
0: Yeah. I, I'll put one that's not there yet. Uh, making fun of my last name when I'm trying to vote. Don't do that. Did, did you see the story? It was ridiculous. Yeah.
1: So, so why don't you recount that? Because that was actually really funny.
0: Yeah. Just just as people submit their don't do that a quick one minute story. I go to vote. Um, I hand the guy my card and he goes, oh, um, I, I, I've never seen this name before until today. And I said, oh, it's probably my son, Sean. So sure enough, he, as he's crossing my name off, I see two below me, that Sean, because Gail's in between us, and alphabetical, of course. And then, as he gives me my license back, he goes, yeah, that's a very... Oh, no, he goes, how do you pronounce your last name? I said, Emo. It looks like Emo, but it's Emo. I'm Japanese. He goes, okay. Then he goes, that's a very odd name. Like, he didn't say unique. He didn't say... Yeah, he didn't, he didn't uh, go like,
1: oh, okay, or, oh, neat. He uh, He oh. said odd. <laughs>
0: So then on Twitter, I, whatever I had fun with it. And then, uh, you know, one person said I should have gone with the elementary school. Well, your face is odd. You know, something like that.
1: Yeah. Get him back.
0: (laughs) So anyways, it didn't distract me from voting. I voted. I won't say who I voted for, but I don't even know if my, the person I voted for won. Uh, But yes, that was my (laughs) voting story. So making fun of my last name. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't (laughs) do that.
1: Lucas says not getting hyped for both the Vancouver and the Abbotsford Canucks. Don't do that. Absolutely. And I I think having the, the farm team in Abbotsford is going to bring up fan interest a
0: lot, yeah. uh, which I'm excited for. i uh, excited yes. to
1: chat about them a bit and you know, I'm hoping they go on a run and that'll be something fun to talk about.
0: Yes. Dexter um, Dexter uh, always protecting me. Dexter chirping clay emo. Don't do that. I, I agree with that Dexter and the Shannon knocking on my kitchen window and scaring me to death. Don't do that. So I don't think she did it to herself. I presume someone else did that, right?
1: Yeah. That sounds like a, a horror film.
0: Sounds like Uh, a Coach Rob thing, if you ask me.
1: (laughs) Um, Tiger says, having your two All-Stars sit out camp. Don't do that. Yeah, I agree. And uh, we're sort of sticking with that. Um, Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: uh, Time for Rocky. Kind of interesting one. Not putting Mm. Gadjovich in the Canucks opening lineup. Don't do that. Do you see any scenario where Jonah Gadjovich ends up in the lineup night one?
0: I don't, Parker. And proof proof is in the pudding. You and I did not mention it. We mentioned... We rattled off eight or nine names. We mentioned
1: Phil DiGiuseppe, Nick Patan, <laughs> Justin Dowling, Justin Bailey. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a like Will Lockwood. <laughs> uh, Jonah Gavrich d- didn't really impress that much uh, at the end of last season, and that's why that's one of the reasons I was advocating so much for the Canucks to give him some ice time uh, yeah. was so we could see whether or not he would be a real important piece of the of the team in the future. Uh, we got a taste showing that he might not be, but that doesn't that obviously doesn't mean his career is over and he's never going to make it, but it shows that he probably needs more time seasoning in the AHL. And if the Canucks are trying to compete this year and maximize yeah. development, uh, he's
0: better served in Abbotsford. Absolutely. Oh, there's so, yes, there's so many good ones there. Even Justin, I, I know, uh, a good friend of ours. I, I know we don't want to get political, but his—you don't have to re- put it on thing—but his is pretty funny. I just wanted to acknowledge that one, Justin, about comparing OEL to uh, the election.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that
0: was good. Justin also had a good one saying,
1: "Being a Kraken fan in Vancouver, yeah. don't do that. Um, don't I, I, cheer for whoever you want." <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Uh, but yeah, we will have some fun. Uh, you know, when the Canucks and Kraken are playing at Rogers Arena, it will be interesting to see what the sort of dispersion is between. Uh, between the two teams, and it'll be uh, a good rivalry. I'm hoping for.
0: Yeah, uh, and it starts the start this Sunday. I, I, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool that Canucks are going to play an actual game this Sunday, which is
1: yeah. It has felt like year. a long off season. Yeah.
0: By the way, our our viewers just shot up. Well, we don't do that.
1: Yeah, people love the segment. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you guys. Uh, and by the way, hit the like button while you're uh, while yeah. you're while you're here because uh, it helps us out. Absolutely. Um, uh, poor shadow, uh, not putting a j- chicken patty in each of my junior chickens. They didn't, they, they, s- I've had that before, except usually it's when I ask for two and they only give me one. Wait, isn't, isn't it called chicken patty? Yeah. They just didn't put the chicken in his junior chicken. Oh, sorry. sorry. It's not called chicken, patty. it's called junior
0: chicken. I don't know what I'm saying. You know what, I, you know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I must um, be tired. <laughs>
1: uh, let's see anything else here. Um, ah, uh, yes, it was coach Rob that knocked on her window. Um, all right, I think that's good for our don't do that. I think we had, do we have anything else to, that we want to talk about? I think we want to maybe spend uh, a little bit of time on some of your predictions. Uh, and this yeah. is a good time while we do have a lot of people in here. Uh, at the top of the description, the first link in the description is a link to make predictions on the season. Something like 63 of you guys already have, and I want and I wow. some of your results, um, just so we could get sort of an idea um on what you guys were thinking on on how the Canucks will do who's going to be getting points for them so just a quick little taste and if you haven't done that yet feel free to go do so um so yeah like I said average person predicts 95 points uh mm-hmm. and people are saying that the top line is going to do really well Elias Petterson, 80 points Brock Besser 73 and JT Miller 72 okay. uh, so that will be wow. interesting to keep track of another one I wanted to touch on uh, the average person thinks Klimovich will play zero games this season. Uh, <laughs> um, and one other fun one uh, is goaltenders. Uh, the average mm. or the median for Thatcher Demko's save percentage was 918. So people think he is going to have a truly, like that's almost Vezina caliber, like at least in in the consideration for it. If yep. if Thatcher Demko can put up a nine eighteen with this defense in front of him, he's gonna be <laughs> he's gonna be in uh, in talks uh,
0: for yeah. that Vesna Trophy. Give me um, give me how many games does Michael DiPietro play? What was the average for that? Average was three.
1: Okay, uh, which I think is what we both settled around. Right, someone gets yeah. injured, you know, something happens there. Um, but yeah, that was kind of just thought we touch on a couple of those um, while we're here. Uh, you guys can leave us some questions, some topics you want to talk about. We got about 10 minutes left in the show. Uh, we always like to save a little bit of time for your mm-hmm. topics. Normally we have it spread out with don't do that to try to balance the engagement out. But <laughs> if you guys do have uh, any questions, any topics, uh, I'm sure, you know, we've gone over quite a few and you might've missed a couple of them. Uh, you know, uh, we would talked about Tyler Mott, Elise Peterson, and Quinn Hughes training camp, rookie camp, preseason, mm-hmm uh and, and jack hughes uh, which was our biggest topic of the night uh <laughs> i think the I will, fact uh, that they've
0: listened to us ramble for 45 minutes before even getting don't do that i think we des- you know they deserve us answering their questions for the next 10 wouldn't you agree uh absolutely yeah
1: um uh lucas says arizona going back to the kachino jerseys full-time what are your thoughts on that i like them i think it's uh, unique i actually like it yeah, me too. I, the style is much more fun, uh, and I think, I think hockey takes itself really seriously a lot of the time. Uh, yeah. And I mean, we saw the opposite of that with the reverse retros, especially look like the Wild Wing jersey uh, in Anaheim, uh, yeah. things like that. I really love to see every once in a while. So it'll be uh, good to see Arizona going back to a more unique logo.
0: Yeah. Can you answer Dexter's? Because I, 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 yeah,
1: uh, I'm five ten, and I think they're asking this because you said. I'm going to be towering over you. Yeah, you wouldn't even uh, see me. It's not that I'm tall. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'll just say, uh, if you reverse the numbers in my height, I'd be six foot five. Let's just say that.
1: That's one way to look at it.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Um, <laughs> can you, uh, tigers, uh, who else heard rumors? Tyler Ennis was going to get a PTO before he took one with the sends. sounds like they have some PTOs to announce, you know, um, it's funny. Uh, the Thomas Dradson Harmon Dial in their late night post on the athletic they said that's potential but uh, Park and I kind of talked about it earlier Tiger where we said there's so many depth guys battling for a fourth line and uh, are the PTOs going to be a step above that I'm not so I'm not so sure
1: yeah it's it would be such a um, an incremental upgrade right if yeah, you're talking about Enson yeah. over like Highmore it's like yeah it's it might be an upgrade but is yeah. it going to earn you a couple extra points in the season probably not
0: sure Chris says, "Are we going back to the stick rink jersey this season?" Um, I don't know. Have you heard anything? I don't think so.
1: I yeah. could see them doing the um, the not the reverse retro, but the the heritage one, the heritage one, um, that they did two years ago. Yeah. Um, I could see them going back to that for like yeah. three or four games, like we've seen them do in the past. But uh, I don't think they're going to use it uh, too too much. Mm-hmm.
0: Can you put uh, Evans? Is there any other team in major cap issues? I believe Minnesota is. That's why they're struggling with the Kaprizov one, I believe, because they got all those buyout costs, right? Yeah, um, well, uh, they
1: spent they spent it was like fifty million dollars on buying out Parise and Suter over the course of however long it is, or I think that's what the numbers were. But they're yeah, they are they are in trouble uh, on the cap. Uh, but the Canucks are in the most trouble other than that, I think, and it's it's really because their two best players aren't signed.
0: John's uh, offering us both Engvall and I can't even say his name. Mikhaev. is that Mikheyev, right? yep, yeah. Are those guys uh, good?
1: I liked Mikhaev last year, honestly, for the Leafs. Um, okay. But I, uh, I think he scored a couple goals against the Canucks. Um, but I, uh, again, okay, he's going to take high spot. And yeah. It's going to be a little bit. It's going to be a slight upgrade.
0: Um, but you know, and it's great that everyone's here. John, thank you for coming. You, you know, three hours ahead, so pushing two a.m. there. You know, you combine me and Parker's subscribers and times it by four. We get to where John's at. So keep up the good work, John. <laughs> uh,
1: Dexter asking if I've ever gotten in a fight. Oh. Not really. Uh, I, I, I punched a kid in like grade two. Uh, oh, and uh, have I heard about Clay's fight in grade three? Don't mess with him. Let's hear about your your scrap story.
0: Yeah, I just shared it on one stream recently. A kid threw my cap baseball cap over the fence. So I grabbed, I grabbed him and I smashed his head into the grass and said, go get my hat. So he got my hat and then I put it back on. I walked away. That was it.
1: That's great. That's, that's all I needed.
0: That's the story. (laughs)
1: Thanks, Uh, Dester. Lucas says that the flying skit isn't coming back from what he's heard. Uh, So I'm Mm -hmm. sure, I'm sure they're going to bring it back every couple of years uh, just to, you know, sell a few more um but for right now probably not. Oh, this is one we didn't talk about. Um Justin Chara mm. going back to the Islanders, back to uh where he was where he was drafted, yeah. right? He was drafted by New York. Um and uh he's there on a one-year contract. He's like 40 is he 44?
0: I don't know. He's he's not that much younger than I am, that's for sure.
1: He is 44. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so, Did
0: was he good last year? I thought he,
1: I heard he was like fine. Okay. Uh, I mean, we're seeing, you know, he's making nothing, right? I think he's making like a million dollars. I don't, yeah. I don't actually see the number, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's on a cheap deal, Uh, basically a depth defenseman, Uh, one of the best defensemen uh, previously in the league. And yeah. we'll see, I guess he played, I forgot to play for Washington last year. <laughs> yeah,
0: no. And I also have a pretty good uh, defense, so I was surprised, but I don't know who they lost. So yeah, I was surprised a little bit. Mm-hmm. Everyone's calling me a bully in the comments. Pretty funny.
1: Yeah, you are, you are a bully. I'm a jerk. You can't just be throwing people's faces into the ground.
0: <laughs> and yes, John, we talked about the Jack Hughes comments. You just have to rewind to about the 40, 35, 37 minute mark when you yep. have time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We touched on Jack Hughes being a jerk, <laughs> mean guy.
0: <laughs> yes. Chris Seifert asked uh, thoughts on VC's PTO. Who did he sign with? Like a team in the East, right?
1: I, I saw it, and I have yeah. zero recollection. Uh, uh, New Jersey.
0: You know, I was excited. I, I, no, I'm excited is probably too strong of a word. But I the same guy, though, who brought it, bought a David Booth jersey. I was intrigued when Jimmy VC signed, because I remember the hype coming out of college, and I thought he could actually do something. The guy did nothing. Like, he did absolutely nothing.
1: Yeah, it was just, it was a good move, right? It was a free pickup off waivers, but we were looking at it and like, okay, this might be like an actual, like it's a, it's a free tryout, right? We're going to bring VC in. Maybe Uh he'll be a bit impressive. And then he's a depth player for us. And then the Canucks went and signed 80 depth players and Jimmy VC has no room. Um, and yeah, so he's going to the devils, uh, off to a team, uh, where he'll play for mean man, Jack Hughes. Um, and, (laughs) uh, yeah, they signed, uh, VC, Jankowski and Wotherspoon, Uh, to ptos so he's competing for a spot uh and even you know he might end up not making the nhl this year
0: what do you think like despite what jack Hughes said i know we had some fun with it what do you think of that roster with hughes and he's and now dougie hamilton going over there you think they're they're good
1: i like dougie hamilton a lot yeah um honestly i forgot he went there um but I, again, I don't, I don't see them going and getting a huge upgrade. Like they're, they're in such a hard division. Yeah. Oh yeah Right. Yeah, like, like they've got the flyers to deal with the capitals, the penguins, the Rangers are on an upswing, the Islanders. Yeah. You can't score on the hurricane. Like every team in that division is pretty good. Uh, and the devils are going to be the worst out of them. And they're going to have to play a lot of games against all of these teams. Uh, so I think they're going to be slightly better, but I, I think they're just going to get slaughtered. They might be Columbus. They might be Columbus, but that's, you know, (laughs) it's, that's only one team.
0: Yes, absolutely. I don't know anything about, uh, Jack Eichel. Do you haven't heard a thing? It's kind of quiet. Not a
1: word. I still don't think he's gotten a surgery.
0: (laughs) Wow. Wow. I'm just trying to see what else there is. Is that, is that pretty good? We usually go to like one Oh four though. Right. We do, do. but
1: we spend like three minutes wrapping up, um, Uh, Oh, you mentioned this beforehand and Justin just brought it up. Uh, Oh yeah. Jonathan Drouin. Well, this will be the last one we touch on. Uh, He had, was it an interview today uh, that came out? Yeah. And he talked about,
0: uh, yeah, two of two reasons. When he had that absence at the end of last year, I believe I saw he talked about um, anxiety and insomnia. Now I admit I did not watch the, the clip that was posted, but I saw a text version that said that he talked about those two things. So If that's the case, you know, no matter if you're a hockey player or a lawyer or accountant or whatever, it's, it's anxiety is tough. Mental health is tough. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's depression. Uh, He didn't say that, but that's tough. All these things are very tough and are bigger than any type of profession that that we're in. Couple that though, with insomnia, when, when you're a professional athlete and you need rest and your body's got to get in a routine, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I'm, I'm understanding that as just like a, not even an athlete, but just trying to become you know more healthy that, that must've been tough. Like uh, you just feel for a guy like that. Who's, and then their expectations, right. Of, of all the expectations of playing where he's playing and high draft pick and all those things. I, I can see how it, it it could be a rough goal for a lot of people. So I am glad that he's able to talk about it now. I'm sure it was very tough when it was happening six months ago.
1: Yeah. So like in insomnia, I like you think about that and it's like, man, like for us where we work regular day jobs, if yeah. we don't get enough sleep, the next day sucks. Yeah. But being a professional athlete <laughs> where your entire job is to work yourself to the point of exhaustion, night in, night out, and yeah. then not your body, not be able to get the rest it needs after that. Uh, and then couple that with, you know, his anxiety, uh, things that he's run into, which I'm sure combined can't be helping things. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't imagine, you know, and especially with the pressures uh, in that market. Um, yeah, totally. I'm not, you know, no hate here.
0: Yeah. I'm just reading one thing on ESPN and I'm sure many reports, uh, left the team in April due to insomnia caused by his anxiety, which I guess makes Mm. sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad he's better. You know, obviously we, we don't want anyone to suffer through that. So, um, if he's talking about it, that's, that's a good thing, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. All right.
1: We are going to wrap up the show there, by the way, if you haven't already hit the subscribe button, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, if you missed any part of the show, which we know that the viewership shot up quite a bit near the end. So if you want, you can just rewind right to the beginning right now on YouTube, if you'd like, uh, or you can like save it to your watch later and watch tomorrow, or you can catch up on your favorite podcast platform of choice. It's linked in the description. You can just search Canucks after dark. Uh, and if you are listening on the podcast side. Uh, especially on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review leading into the season. It helps us out, and we'll read it out on the show. Um, other than that, Clay, any parting words for the week?
0: Well, this just feels good, Parker. We we did well over the summer. We, we did well to stay afloat and to make sure that we had enough engaging content. And a lot of it was because of you, viewers and listeners. So thank you. But this truly feels like, uh, and and a couple people mentioned it already in the comments. This felt good from a standpoint of we weren't scrambling five minutes before saying, oh gosh, how are we going to fill an hour? We could have easily gone longer. We have the prop bets that we can always refer to. I love how you intertwine them, you know, in some of our answers. This is what it's going to be like now for the next eight months or six months, at least seven months going forward, maybe even more. Yes. And that's a good thing. Yeah, June. (laughs) That's a really good thing. And uh, yeah, between, like I said, the golf journey, the the prospects, the main camp, preseason, Contracts, no contracts. We're always gonna have something to talk about now, and uh, I'm I'm here for it. I think it's gonna be awesome, and I'm excited for what we're gonna do together on on this podcast.
1: Absolutely, and and like to sort of back that up, right? Next Monday's episode will be the night after a preseason hockey game, and then <laughs> before our next episode, there'll be three more, and then the next episode after that is gonna be two nights before the start of the regular season, and then we're yeah. just in it, right? Every week, we're going to have, you know, three games to look back on. There's going to be a ton of other news around the league, around the team. There's going to be so much going on. Uh, And we are going to have these shows every week for you. And by the way, if you're new to either one of us, you can find us on YouTube. We do a bunch of personal videos on the side. Um, So you can follow me at Parker's Pucks, uh, Clay at Canuck Clay. Same thing on Twitter. It's all linked in the description or in the show notes if you're listening after the fact. Uh, Thank you guys very much for hanging out with us. Um, It's going to be a really, really fun season. And uh, we're glad you guys are going to spend it with us. And with that, we will see you next week.